welcome to the discussion for me with your hosts, Brandy and Christian. If you're looking for a podcast where sisterhood is embodied, you are home. Listen, each week we will open the floor and have raw conversations about relevant and unaddressed topics plaguing our communities. You ready, B? Yes, let's get it. Another episode of It's the Discussion for Me. Today, we continue our faith series entitled Accountability. We have a very special guest who is known as my father, my daddy, um, Pastor Collins, and I'm so excited to have him on the show. I don't want to waste time. I want us to get right into it. And so to start the discussion, I ran across an article um, online and it was a candid conversation about accountability. So the first question that I have for both um, Mr. Collins and for Brandy is, what are some of the benefits of accountability? I think oftentimes accountability has like a negative connotation to it. It's something that people kind of are fearful of or they shy away from. So I wanna hear your, your unique perspectives of um, what are some of the benefits of accountability? And we'll start with Mr. Johnny Collins. Hello there. Let me first state this, that whatever position you, are, you have obtained in life, you should understand that you are liable to being called to account. In other words, the position you're in may require that you account for what is taking place what should be done and what has not been done. We must learn to account to someone for the position that we're in. We must learn to answer for that position, whether it's doing a good time, bad time, a pleasant time or unpleasant time. We are still required to give an answer or to account for what is being done, especially when you are in a position of leadership. I have for the last 50 years or more been able to utilize what it really means to be accountable. I utilized it over 50 years ago and it caused me to move from one position to another. I have been fortunate to be in placed in many positions of leadership and, and because of the way that I believe in being accountable. Not only that, I had the privilege of hiring my wife as a secretary 46 years ago. And doing so, I noticed something that when I was interviewing her and I gave her some tests to complete, she made a few mistakes, but I noticed something about it. She took responsibility for the mistakes that she made. She made no excuse. And I thought that was outstanding. And so I hired her to be a secretary. After hiring her to be a secretary, the second day of employment, I began to notice not only her appearance, but I began to notice how that she accounted for everything that I asked of her and I inquired about. And so in doing so, I began to pursue her, married her, and we are now pursuing, we're now suing, uh, uh, approaching 47 years of marriage. So I contribute my long marriage the, uh, to the fact that 
she and I both are accountable uh, persons to each other. We do it willingly. We do it without hesitation. There's no doubt in my mind that she will take accountable. She will be accountable for anything that is not done, that should be done. And I will also do the same thing. So being accountable will take you from one position in life to another, irregardless to whether it's a supervisor, whether it's an employee, whether it's an employer, even the people that employ you have to be accountable to someone in order to prosper and to be successful. That, that's a great point. So when we talk about accountability, um, kind of mm -hmm. in the natural, right? We're accountable to people or to each other, to your partner. Um, and Correct. for those that may be unmarried, like Brandy and I are accountable to, to each other. We hold, um, that, that's a trust that we've kind of placed in each other to where we're not kind of out here on our own accord. We kind of checks and balance with each other to make sure that we stay on track. But also let's talk about from a faith perspective, because this is our faith series. So we kind of touched on the natural, but what about from a spiritual perspective? Um, my position is, is that we are all ultimately accountable to God. Yes, you know, we're accountable to your partners and your friends or, you know, um, to your boss, employers or whatever your life status and structure is. But we also have to understand that at the end of the day, our life is not endless, right? There's only a, a specific amount of time that we have on this earth or in this body. And so when we that think about from a, from a spiritual perspective, what do you think some of the benefits um, of when we talk about accountability from a faith perspective? You're able to be utilized in the ministry, in the work and carrying the gospel for the glory of God, if you are accountable. A person that's not accountable cannot be entrusted with the responsibilities that goes along with leading, uh, preparing, equipping God's children. So if you're an accountable person, spiritually speaking, God can entrust you, can trust you with the greatest responsibilities. He will move you from one position to another. You will grow, you, would ad you will advance in the kingdom of God. And so what would you those people who feel that <laughs> I don't need nobody else. I don't have to be accountable to anybody. Now we're talking about from a leadership perspective. So let's say we're moving from just um, as an individual, we're ultimately accountable for the life and how we conduct ourselves and how we treat others and, and for that which has been entrusted to us. But then what about for those that may be over, you know, um, a congregation or over a, a local body um, of believers. What, what would you say to those who feel that you don't need to be accountable to anybody? That is incorrect because the word of God makes it plain that iron sharpen, sharpens iron. In other words, as long as we are a living creature, we are to grow in the things of God. We are to be moved from one position to another. God will equip us and share his hidden wisdom with us to share 
with each other. We advance in the kingdom of God. There is no such thing as a individual in this life that have finished their course. We're, this is a lifetime process of growing and learning. We learn from each other. We share with each other. We strengthen each other. We support each other. Yes, and that's a great point that you just made um, because um, I really believe that like sanctification is a process. It's not something that automatically just happens to someone. And so I think the the idea of how God created the system as far as us being adopted into his family and we gain this community within one another, I believe that we don't utilize it as much as we should. Yes, God is who we are ultimately accountable to, but we also need one another, like you said, to iron sharpen iron. And so I think a right. lot of times what I've noticed is that in the pulpit, a lot of times no one or or the accountability isn't there like a proactive kind of thing it's more of a reaction so when that pastor falls or when that pastor does something then it's like everybody wants to come at them and you know ridicule them and things of that nature but if we had maybe rewound a little bit and set in place these checks and balances of of accountability you know, and having people surrounding him or her um, as they are in that position to help to uphold that person and to hold them accountable. Because again, sanctification is a process. And like you said, there's no finished, we're never at a, a finished product. We're always struggling, um, wrestling with and and perfecting ourselves um throughout our lifetime and so having other people to be there as someone to bounce ideas off of and not for a judgment because judgment is more or less like condemning that person but more or less for a person to come and say you know what no that's not that's not the way or that's not the right way to do it and this is a way and doing it in a loving way to where that person is able to to gather themselves and to actually have a fighting chance against whatever they might be struggling with. Cause I mean, everything is set up in God's system as this group, like when two or more, like you say, iron sharper and iron, two or more are gathered. We are here to do community. We are here to do this life, you know, with one another um, as we are helping each other um, in this process. Mr. Johnny, and I, I love the points that you've been making, like you have really been on, on point. Um, what would you say um, to say, for example, a pastor is in the uh, a leadership position or even just a leadership position, maybe they're over the youth ministry or whatever the case may be. What would you say would be like the best way and say if that person was to um, fall. And let's say that they, you know, I don't know, something happened and, and as they got caught drinking or they were drunk, let's say they were drunk, let's say they were out and they were drunk. What would be the, the, the best way to approach that? Um, do you think as far as like biblically, like how would be the best way to approach that leadership, that person in leadership? 
the problem, irregardless to whether it's a leader or a pastor, irregardless, the main problem in the world today is with people assuming something about each other, assuming the pastors this, assuming the pastor did that. But even if you are aware of the pastor falling short in any area, you should be willing to talk to that person and that person should be willing to give an answer. Mm -hmm. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes. You are not accountable uh, in the way that you should be if you will not answer because you will not have the help that you are standing in need of. We all need uh, some help from time to time. We, are, we should trust each other in the wisdom, the understanding, and the guidance that God gives to each other, not just to us as an individual, but God uses all of us. We are God's hand extended one to another. Yes. And the Bible say in much wisdom, there is counseling. In other words, if you're going to uh, uh, be, be the vessel that God wants you to be, if you're going to heal well done, my good and faithful servant, you're going to have to receive the instruction that God gives to everyone, not just yourself, because you are limited into how much you have received. Are you listening to me? In other words, you haven't received everything. There are those that have received a little more than you, a little less than you. Nevertheless, we are supposed to be sharing. God gives us wisdom and knowledge to share one with another and to equip each other and to build up each other for the edification of the body of Christ. That's good. Yeah, that, that's really good because I, I think something that came across my mind when you were talking is that Yes, you know, we do kind of place this, I guess you can say expectation that if you have a certain status, maybe that someone can't talk to you or can't correct you or can't tell you anything. But I think the beautiful thing about leadership is that you have to serve from the right posture, right? Leadership really is about service. It's not about exhorting your authority. And I think that's where we, we miss the market. So if you're a servant leader, right? Then with that comes a posture of humility, understanding that you have to be, as Mr. Collins said, you have to be open to receiving instruction. You have to be open to receiving sometimes just suggestions because there may be a better way. Your way may not always be the right way, right? Or someone may have more insight that can point you in a different direction. So you have to be open to receive instruction, to receive feedback, to receive guidance, to receive correction when necessary. And when we use, let's say Brandy's example of someone who may have, you know, let's say fallen or may have been caught at a moment and doing something that probably shouldn't be doing. Um, I think it's important to understand like the approach definitely has to come from the right heart. Meaning first, the person that is trying to correct or bring the person back into compliance or to lead them back onto the right path you have to approach someone with the right heart too. Like you can't approach people from condemnation because you can't judge anybody. Only God is the judge, right? But you can definitely Correct. bring to their attention patterns of behavior or things that you have firsthand knowledge of, right? That may yeah. lead them in the wrong direction. And if you bring that to them, and I know that there's a scripture that talks about, you know, bringing witnesses and things like that. Um, but I think definitely the posture in which you approach a situation 
affects the outcome. So if I, and I'm going to use Brandy, if, if I caught Brandy just straight slipping, <laughs> just slipping, if I caught her slipping, I'm not going to come to her gang banging. I'm not going to come to her throwing oil on her head. I'm not going to come to her trying to belittle her or trying to exclude her. Because I think that's where we get caught up a lot is when there's an indiscretion or if someone is falling and they're in a leadership position, we automatically want to expose, right? When mm -hmm. really God calls us to cup. So can I interject just really? Oh, quickly? yes. Yeah. I just want to add to your point before you move on um, and continue the story. You, I, when people talk like in, in what you're talking to is the story um, of Jesus with the adulterous woman. And mm -hmm. how he handled her in that moment. Um, and just kind of to give a background story, because all of our listeners are not believers. So in the story, um, Jesus, um, a lot of these people brought this woman to Jesus and was like, hey, Jesus, this woman has committed adultery. What should you know what are you going to do about this like and they wanted her to wanted him to stone her to you know to belittle her to put her on display and <clears throat> he first addressed it with wait who around here is free of sin and hasn't you know and and, ah. and can and, and can cast the first stone right so one he wanted to correct them and say wait a minute before you start to judge who who is here is free of you know some type of falling falling short then he took her and had a moment of intimacy where he was saying and vulnerability now jesus had every right because he was righteous <laughs> meaning no sin no wrongdoing no nothing he had every right to say hey girl you did this 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 and this and even even when he asked the the, the people it wasn't to say if somebody was, now they have the right to belittle her because he had every right mm. to, but he came to her mm. and said, choose better, pretty much go out and do better. You had this opportunity, extended grace. And he said, go out and do better. And, mm. and so if Jesus is our example, primarily just what you were saying, Christian is not to come at me. You know, if you caught me slipping, it's not to come at me out of, Oh, I, ca I caught her. Let me put her on display. It's like, no. Let, you know, let me approach her with correction, with letting her know, letting me know that, hey, it's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. But also I'm here. Let's pray. Here's better, you know, do better. You have the ability to, to make a different decision at this point. I, 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 I am enjoying what I'm listening to. And I'm going to take advantage of this moment. I'm not about to preach a sermon. <laughs> Nevertheless. The word of God makes it plain that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Therefore, if I uh, found that Brandy or Christian have uh, fallen short in some area, I use the word backslidden, I would not approach you with the idea or with the fact that I am now striving to do the right thing. Because it still remains a fact that I have fallen short of the glory of God. What I am attempting to do in the world today is by the grace of God. It is by the grace of God that I stand in the position I stand in, that I speak as I speak. And I don't speak because I am righteous. I speak because Jesus is the answer. Come Are you on. listening to what I'm saying? See, there is an answer for what takes place in our lives. 
whether we are responsible for it or not, there is an answer. And the answer for sin or for something that is unrighteous, the answer for weaknesses is Jesus. He is the light and the strength of our lives. So you're not going to be successful irregardless to who you are, whether you're Christian or you're not, in life without some assistance. And the answer lies in Christ Jesus. And that is a fact. Um, and, and it's funny because I was sitting here thinking about it when I, like I, I'm in a leadership position at work and um, a lot of times I do what's called performance evaluations, right? And it's where you kind of review the work and the productivity and the behavior yeah. patterns of yeah. you know employees over a specific period of time. So part of my review um, is that I have to speak to how does this individual take instruction? How does this person respond to changes? Um, does this person, as you mentioned, mom, you know, she owned her mistakes, right? And that was admirable yeah. to you because she wasn't trying to pretend yeah. to be something that she wasn't, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so I, I think it's important to point out that those are some of the benefits of accountability is that it provides safety one, right? And then it also mm -hmm. provides a guide or an avenue for you to improve. And I think mm -hmm. that if we change our perspective and our outlook to not automatically mm -hmm. assume that things that maybe in the past have had negative connotations or undertones to them, sometimes there are some hidden benefits. It's just a matter of perspective. And so now at this stage in my life, there was definitely a time where it's like, you know, uh, my personal business and I'm not telling nobody my business and I'm just going to be over here and, you know, trying to fight these battles by myself. And I realized that that's very dangerous. Um, that is correct. It's very dangerous to not have somebody somewhere um, that you can be able to, of course, you know, you can go to God in prayer, but I mean, I need somebody in the natural. I need somebody to talk to that will talk back to me. <laughs> that, that I can say, look, this is how I desire to live my life. These are the things that I want to accomplish. These are the weaknesses that I have. These are the proclivities that I have. Um, these are the areas where I need to be strengthened in. And I need your guidance, your suggestion, your input, your covering, um, you know, to be able to reach that because ultimately the goal is to continue to improve, right? Um, and, yes. and to be the best version of ourselves. So I just wanted to kind of put that nugget out there. It's like, we really have to change our perspective um, and how we look at things because yes, accountability has, uh, you have to give account, right? For what's been entrusted to you or what you have or haven't done. But then there's also yes. the safety piece and the protection piece in that to help you kind of periodically check in to make sure that you're headed in the right direction. Because imagine if you have a project or a long-term goal, right? And you never check in on the status of it. You don't know what the end result is going to be, right? You, you have a direction that you're going. You have an end goal, but you never took the time to actually evaluate your progress, to actually see, am I, you know, meeting those stepping stones, those milestones? Am I developing Am I moving continuously in the right direction or have I somehow been sidetracked or derailed, you know? Um, so well, that's just something that I wanted to put out there. Well, let me make 
this statement because you talked about uh, moving forward. You talked about achieving your goals, advancing. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that you said that Brandy and yourself, both of you are single. I -hmm. noticed that. So what are you doing about your goal now? Are you aware that any individual that you intend to spend your life with, that person needs to be accountable. If this individual that you're attracted to, that you are spending your time with is not a person who's accountable, you're wasting time. That's not a lifetime uh, 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 situation there. That's something that will change with the wind. Every little wind that uh, blows, there's a change taking place. You can't be, how you say, dependable one moment and not dependable all the time. You have to be, you have to be accountable for your own action, not the action of another individual, but your own action. What is it that well, you are attempting to do? Let's yes, talk about ahead. that. Let's put a nickel in the meter, as we would say. Let's let's talk about marriage and accountability. Because I, Come on. I and this is my my opinion, and Brandy can chime in. I don't know if I believe that if, if I am single, if I'm dating somebody, do they have to be accountable to me? And to what point? That that's a good conversation. Like, what do you? So you saying like in the in the early stages of dating? Well, I, one I don't know. That's a good. That's a good one. thought process. Like, at what point do you be accountable to a person? Is it once you? One moment. One moment please, irregardless what stage, if it's a relationship, it, it you need to be accountable at all times. In other words, you should be able to go about your business. You should be able to go to work. You should be able to go with your friends or whatever and still expect that person that you're involved with to be accountable uh, to the relationship that you have. You understand what I'm saying? This is not based upon a period of time. This is from the very beginning. What is the purpose? What, what, what is your purpose of coming together with someone except to be happy, except to enjoy their presence, except to be in their company? What is it that you're looking for? That person should be accountable in the very beginning. And if you discover that this person is not accountable for any reason, you're dealing with the wrong person. I, and I I, 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 see your, I definitely see your point, Mr. Johnny, and I see your point, Christian, um, because I do see at the initial point of meeting someone, I think Christian's kind of like going from that point, I'm looking to see if they're accountable in their space, right? If I'm just observing them and, and even, you know, weighing my options as far as if I would even consider this person as a partner or whatever the case may be. It's like I am evaluating their ability to be accountable to their word. You know, when they say they're uh-huh. going to call, do they call? When they say they're going to do this, do they do it? Um, do they have uh-huh. the, the, the you know, at work, whatever the case that is, like if they're having, go- if they have goals and they're saying this is what they're looking for, but yet their behavior isn't holding accountable to that, then those are things that I'm evaluating and making note of. I mean, I think it's very similar to even your friendships, right? When you have, and you're having accountability, it's like, you're evaluating who you can, you know, when you tell them things, can you keep 
that do they keep that information um or do they go and tell everyone or you know or so you kind of are evaluating everyone I guess in different spaces even your like Mr. Johnny uh, mentioned earlier your employer and Christian you talked about leadership there's always this sense of accountability, even if it's to yourself, is it to, you know, and you're looking at accountability, does this person, they say they believe in this, but how are their actions holding accountable to that? We're always evaluating it. Um, and I think it's where the position of, you know, it's not for me to sit here and judge them or condemn them, but it's also here for me to say, is this something that I'm willing to give my time and effort to um, according to what I visibly, visibly have seen? And so I think, like Mr. Johnny said, it's something that we should be looking at early on, um, independent of what the title is in the relationship, because it gives us insight as to if this is going to be something that we want to give our time and effort to. I will say amen. (laughs) (laughs) The last question, and then we'll end out here. What are some things um, would you suggest to say a person that is just getting into leadership um, or even if, I mean, we're talking about, of course, this is our faith series and we're talking about the church primarily, but even if they're getting into a relationship, what are some tips or things that they can do to help them in the area of accountability, practical things that they could do? Um, to to help them develop that skill. Seek out counsel. There you go. Seek counsel. Because there is much wisdom in counseling. And I don't mean uh, as far as one particular person. Mm-hmm. Much counseling. Much counseling will cause you to enhance whatever you're doing. Agreed. Christian, do you have anything you would add to that? No, I, I definitely agree. Seek counsel. Um, counsel, I mean, I guess I, I've already echoed to it. You know, counsel is it's good. It gives you the feedback. It gives you the, the support. Um, it gives you sometimes, it, it allows another person to kind of carry the load and your, your moments of weakness. That they can cover correct. you. Mm-hmm. Um, they can cover you. They can guide you. Um, and then there's safety. You know, I'm a strong believer that there's safety in counsel. Now, you definitely need to use wisdom um, for who you uh, submit to and who you allow to cover you. Um, you definitely can't receive counsel from everybody, right? And their life um, should definitely be a reflection of that that they're trying to counsel you to. So you need to make sure that you have what we call godly counsel, which is people that have been proven um, to be strong in those areas. And I'll be honest, sometimes you need more than one counselor. You <laughs> need no, you, you definitely do. <laughs> you know, some, sometimes you need, you need, uh, you know, somebody that's good with money. You need to make sure you talk to somebody that's good with money. You know, sometimes you need somebody that that's, that's a good old prayer warrior. Then that's the person you need to get with for that. You know, if you need somebody who can just be a confidant, somebody who will be a listening ear and that's trusted, you know, somebody that you can confide in um, um, and that you can share some of your, your struggles with and they can pray with you. Sometimes that's just their role. So I, I would encourage our audience to seek counsel, but 
from multiple avenues, you know, and use wisdom when you're making that decision to submit to someone, right? Because you just don't want to submit to anybody. Right. Um, but but definitely just use wisdom, you know, use wisdom. And I strongly believe that when you have a desire to be the best version of yourself, I believe that God has his way of putting the right people in the right place at the right time. And he'll reveal them to you, you know. Let me say this. Godly counsel amounts to a person that will not only counsel you, but they will listen and they will also be respectful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So just to echo what you guys are saying as far as seeking counsel and to seek in multiple areas and with wisdom, I would just add to our audience that you evaluate, because God always talks about evaluating your heart posture. And so go internal and making sure that when you take places of leadership, when you are in these positions that you're doing so and caring for them in a and always checking in, am I doing this from a pure position or am I doing this from um, a place of judgment or things of that nature? So if you are already in accountability or you're seeking to be more accountable um, in your life, you want to make sure that you're coming from a place uh, uh, and your heart posture is in a position to receive the information Um, because if you're defensive, then you won't receive it. Um, or if you're in a position of giving it, if it's judgmental, then that person might not receive it. So we want to make sure that we're coming into things and always self-evaluating. Where am I? What's my heart posture? And, um, am I coming into this, um, being a conduit of God's love? Right. And so we always want to do that self-evaluation along with getting counsel and things of that nature. I want to thank you, Mr. Johnny, for joining us today. You have dropped so many gems and took us on a ride as far as talking about the church and personal and even relationships had us over here (laughs) evaluating how we as single women um approach relationships and how accountability plays into that so i just want to thank you for taking your time out of your busy day and schedule just to bless our audience with your information Um, we pray that our audience, um, that you walk away from this conversation with something that speaks to you. Um, accountability is so key and God has placed us in community for a reason. You do not have to do life alone and there is benefit, especially, but use wisdom. Like Christian said, use wisdom, but there is so much benefit in having community. So we want to thank you for joining us today. Make sure you like, share, and continue to join us in our faith series. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to It's the Discussion for Me. Hopefully you are leaving here seen and enlightened. If so, please share, like, and invite others to the safe place. Until next time.